Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader Manager Coach. Welcome along to the podcast. As always, it's absolutely fantastic to have you along. And uh, as always, your time, your attention and your presence listening to the podcast and sharing what we have and utilizing it is extremely appreciated. Now, in today's episode, I want to talk about something that maybe is considered to come from a little bit left field, something that people would say, I'm not really sure how that's related to coaching, but I'm sure that when you think about it and consider it, it will make complete sense. So what's behind all this? Well, it was only recently that I was reminded of a book, a book written by somebody called Gary Chapman. And it's not a coaching book. It's not a football book. It's not a sports book. It's actually a relationship book. And Gary Chapman I'm not sure how many copies of this book have been sold, but he's very, very successful. And he became successful. One of the reasons he became successful was because of the success of this book. And the book is entitled The Five Languages of Love. Now, before you turn off, before you think you've come onto a a different podcast or I've lost the plot, um, I just encourage you to just stay with us for a few minutes because the story goes like this. So Gary Chapman wrote this book called The Five Languages of Love, which is a relationship book and has had an enormous degree of impact and a great deal of success in sales. And what he essentially says is that people have different ways of perceiving Friendship, love, affection, attention, whatever you want to call it. So if you're in a relationship with somebody, and let's talk about what this book was originally intended for, for a moment, and that is a significant relationship with your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your partner, whoever it is, then individually, what Chapman says is that we all have specific ways of understanding and feeling and appreciating whether we feel loved, appreciated and somebody being kind to us and so on. So we have different ways of doing that and he puts them into five categories. And he puts them into five categories and the five categories are as follows. The power of words as one. Two, the power of time. Three, the power of gifts. Four, the power of service. And five, the power of physical touch. So I'll go over those again in a minute. minute. But he says that people perceive attention, love, affection, whatever you want to call it, communication, positive communication, 
in these five different ways. And we all have our preferences. Some of us feel that we have positive regard from somebody, we have affection from somebody, we have love from somebody, we have caring from somebody, that somebody is bothered about us, that cares about us, that's interested in us because they do something for us. That person perceives it in terms of service. Now you might be able to tell that person you care about them. You might be able to tell them that they're great, tell them how you feel about them, but it won't have the same impact as it as if you do something for them. Now, somebody else might have a preference for words and when somebody says to them, that was fantastic. Do you know what? You're really great at that. That is brilliant. That is what floats their boat. That is what gets them feeling a million dollars, fills them with confidence and sends them on the way with a big smile on the face, facilitated to be a better person. If on the other hand, you do something for that person, it won't have the same effect because they don't perceive the service in the same way that they perceive the words. There are other people who respond to gifts. So if you give them something, and I'm not talking about the mag, you know, the magnanimity of it all, whether it's an expensive gift or, or, or an inexpensive gift. If you give these people something, it has a much more positive uh, res- response from them and effect on them than if you affect them with physical touch, for example. Now, if you're a physical touch person and if somebody comes and uh, shakes your hand warmly or taps you on the shoulder or, you know, your significant loved one is more affectionate to you in terms of physical touch, then that will have a much more positive effect on you than if they just use words. They can tell you that they love you. They can tell you that they care about you. They can tell you you're great till they're blue in the face, but it won't have the same effect. Now, the story is of why I've brought it to lead and manager coach and to coaching and management is that I heard some people talking about this book after having read it years and years ago. Again, and I thought, do you know what? On a revisit, this is absolutely the same as when I sat in those lectures at St. George's Park or Wokefield Park or whatever it was doing my coaching licenses and learning how to impact people and players when we were taught about the VAK, the visual learner, the auditory learner and the kinesthetic learner. And it is true that some people need to see things in order to take them on board and learn and move on. Some people need to hear it and like Audible and love podcasts and like to hear the spoken word. Other people are really much, much less impacted by seeing things on a screen, seeing a demonstration and hearing it. They have to touch whatever it is that they're trying to understand and learn and have to go and actually do it 
and physically go through the motions. And we are all more than likely impacted by all three of those things, but in a different way. Some people, the, the majority of things they have to do. So it might be that they're an 80% kinesthetic and a 10% auditory and a 10% visual. Somebody might be a, a 70% visual, a 20% kinesthetic and a 10% auditory. Somebody else might be 50% auditory and 25-25 on the visual and the kinesthetic. You don't know until you get to know that person better. But what the reason for going through all this was, was when you are an educator, a facilitator, a coach, a teacher, a manager, a leader, if you want to make sure that you reach everybody, you have to do all of those things. So, for example, if you're taking a session, you are putting over a point about specific aspects of coaching. In order to reach everybody, you will have to show pictures and demonstrate, maybe use a tactics board or a visual aid. You will have to verbally explain what it is you are doing and the details of it. And then you will have to allow the players to go and do what it is that you're talking about. And at the end of that, you will have a result. Now, some people will have grasped it more or less after the pictures. Some people won't have grasped it until after you've talked it through. And then there will be the other people who won't have grasped it at all. And then they have to go out and do it. And only then do they understand. So that's, that's that style of learner. But what Chapman is saying, if we go back to his book, which is absolutely not meant for coaching, but is perfectly aligned with it, is that forget the love if that bothers you. But if we remember that, let's face it, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Football, sport, like any other business, pastime, hobby, interaction is about people. People are people are people are people, wherever you are in the world. And if you are not a good people person, you haven't got developed people skills, then you will be limited. The more emotionally intelligent you are, the better your body language understanding, the better your understanding of people's subconscious signals, the greater your understanding of people, your empathy and your ability to relate, the better chance you have of being a better coach. And what I thought was, wouldn't it be a shame if you've got this group of players, so there you are standing in front of your group of players and you've understood because you've been on the, the, the licenses Whatever the, wherever you are in the world of coaching, whatever level you're at. And you understand that you need to show pictures and you need to get your tactics board out and you need to be demonstrative. And then you need to know, then you know that you need to explain things as well as possible and clearly and simply. And then you have to let the players go out there and play. Fantastic. But what if there's another level of communication that goes beyond that? So let's just relate and let's just move over to Chapman's five languages. 
the power of words. So that's very much tied up in the auditory learner. But let's move to the maxim of not so much the technicalities. Let's move over to the one-to-one communication or the group communication or the small group communication. And if you use positive regard and you encourage and you demonstrate verbally that you care about somebody's progress and you care about how they're doing and you're interested in them by your words and you encourage them, then you will hit the bullseye for that person. And whatever it is you want as an outcome, if you use words to get to that outcome with that person, you will have a much greater effect. But if you use another one of the languages, like for example, the time. So the power of time doesn't necessarily mean that you've got to do anything. People who are affected and positively affirmed by the time language just get that positive regard from being in your presence. So the fact that you spend time with them, whether that's indirect educational communication or it's just more social or it's time after training or it's a two-minute chat on a drinks break or whatever it is, that time means the world to them. And in effect, you don't actually have to add any words in. It's just the time to that person because your presence is what floats that person's boat, period. And that is their own preference. And you can't change that. That's how they're wired. That's how they're built. And if you know that, then you can supply and fill that need. The Leader Manager Coach podcast is available via the Leader Manager Coach app. Download it now to access the rich resource of unique, insightful and educational material to help you on your own journey in football, sport and life. Leader Manager Coach. For the game. For life. Available now on Google Play and Apple App Store. Number three, the power of gifts. How does that relate to coaching? Well, maybe it's not so clear, but if you've got a group of players and maybe they're young players, and let me give you an example. Uh, At the end of a training session, intermittently, I would give the players a bag of what I'd call goodies, which essentially were sweets, because these were youth players, and they could eat a bag of sweets like locusts can eat a poppy, um, a seed of a field of poppy seed, or a field of corn. They could get fifty pairs of hands in a sweet bag and eat them within ten seconds. So there was no doubt that that was a positive reward for them. It was a gift. Now I'm pretty sure, having revisited Chapman's work, that it had more of a positive effect on some than it did on others. Everybody enjoyed them, but some 
felt really impacted by that and felt that the coach really cared for them. Maybe you bring a player a specific book or you bring a specific player a photocopied diagram of the session as a gift and say, here, take that home because that will help you. It might not be the technical detail on the paper. It's the gift that impacts them. It might be that you've got an old pair of shin pads at home and as a coach, you do a little competition and the winner of the competition, because all players love competition, gets the shin pads. Well, if that player isn't really about gifts, it probably won't bother. But if that guy, that lady, that player is the person whose language of love is a gift, it will have an enormous impact. What about the language of service, doing something? I call it going the extra mile. Okay, here we go. Here's an example. I've coached, and I bet you have too, and, I, and I'm sure you'll understand this, on a freezing cold, driving rain, wet Wednesday or Friday night. 8.30, December or January, horizontal rain, just above freezing. Players can only just hear what you're saying. The wind's whistling across the pitch and the goalkeeper's boots have come undone. We used to have a fine system for players that his boots come and came undone. But that aside, he's got a big pair of gloves on and the game's going on. So as a coach, you see this, you recognise this and you stop by, kneel down and you tie his shoelaces, his bootlaces on his right foot because it's come undone instead of him having to stop playing, take his gloves off, stand on his gloves with one hand so they don't blow away and tie his laces up with his fingers that are frozen stiff. That is an act of service. If that player has a language of preference of service, you will have skyrocketed in his opinion and your impact as a coach and leader on him or her will probably be magnified 10 times. What about the last one, physical touch? Well, one of the things we have to do as coaches, we have to ensure that all our physical touch is totally appropriate. There's been a lot of changes in what's correct and what's considered incorrect with players, with people, particularly with minors. So it all has to be appropriate. But if you engage in, and obviously I'm recording this in COVID time, so this is something that needs to be addressed when it's appropriate to do so and not to disengage with the advice that's given by governments about social distancing and so on. But if you shake hands every training session with your players, that physical touch with some of them will have an enormous effect. Maybe you, do, you don't shake hands. Maybe you do high fives. Maybe you have an elbow touch or something similar. I see players who just will do things like rub heads together and touch feet and that kind of thing. Those people who engage in that naturally are probably telling you that it's the power of touch that gets them 
more than anything else. Now, all of these people will have a continuum whereby one of the things, one of the languages, the power of words, the power of time spent, the power of a gift, giving them something, the power of service, doing something, or the power of physical touch is more prominent than the others, but the others will also have a role somewhere. And is there's normally, as far as I can glean, a preference of two or three of those, normally two strong ones. If you've got anything you want to say on that and you've got any other ideas, please message me on any of the platforms and let me know what you think. But I think there's absolutely something in this and it's something that we can relate better to our players. Obviously, not only to our players, this is a coaching platform. It's a, a leadership platform and it's, it's primarily about sport. But obviously, it's a fantastic book. And if you're in a relationship, look with anybody, with your family, but if you're in a, in a relationship, a significant relationship, and uh, we all know how challenging at times they are. And I've heard people say that after 15, 20 years of being in a relationship, they've only just discovered that they spent all those 15 years trying to affect their loved one in a way that's not really effective. And just by changing the way they do things or what it is they do. So for example, instead of telling your significant other that you care about them, you love them, they're great, you appreciate them, you actually do something for them. That means a million times more than the words. And a simple touch on the shoulder, on the back, on the back of the neck, you know, a touching of hands, it can mean a million times more and have such an astronomical effect compared to doing something else that they're not wired to accept and doesn't mean anything. It can be a game changer. And so it can be in coaching because it's all about relating to people. So how do you put it into practice? Well, you watch first of all, and you watch who listens intently to when you're speaking. They probably are impacted by your words. You watch of the ones who want to spend time around you, whether or not you are engaged in an active coaching capacity at that time. They probably just need time and that's their language. Watch what happens when you give a small gift or you give something. They're the ones with the biggest beam, want to get involved and certainly take it on and actually want it. Watch what happens if you do something for somebody. If you tie the laces, if you stay an extra 10 minutes and, and demonstrate something, an active service, watch what response you get. And watch, as I've talked about before, about the physical touch. The players themselves will engage in physical touch. The one, and the ones who facilitate it and initiate it are probably the ones whose language is physical touch. So that's Gary Chapman's The Five Languages of Love. It's not a coaching book, but actually, it truly is. Have a think about it. See if it can add 1% or 2% to your efficacy as a great coach. 
It's Leader Manager Coach. It's Rob Riles. Don't forget, you can download the app, find out all the great free stuff we've got on there and find out about, find out about uh, all our mentoring and educational services. It's Leader Manager Coach. It's always a privilege to serve. And uh, as always, it's great to have you along. Take care. We'll catch you later. Bye-bye.